Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, let's start with our big story of the weekend. Well, for us anyway, that was Yvette Van Sale and six men going under that 50-kilometer world record, that IOU mark um, in Kabecha this past weekend. We spoke to Nick Best about it last week. He was so confident that they could uh, do it. And one, the first uh, one person who's done it is Yvette, and she joins us on the line. Yvette, good evening and congratulations to us. Thank you for speaking to, to you. Rather, thank you for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening. Thank you that I can speak to you guys. It's a pleasure of me to just be on your show tonight. Thanks, Yvette. How are the legs? How are you feeling? Um, my legs are really feeling good, actually. That's the <laughs> weird part. So maybe it's still adrenaline. I'm not sure. But I can walk this down and up without any pain. So, yeah, I'm feeling good uh, after yesterday. Okay, well, I'm glad, and I'm glad you're at home because I was about to ask, how are things at home? Because the commentators were saying, LJ said, don't come back if you complete the 50 kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he said before I went. Um, but yeah, he was quite thrilled when I broke the record. So I think that was maybe the icebreaker and maybe the big check. I'm not sure, but <laughs> he said I can come home. <laughs> of course, with that check. Or the kids was making him crazy. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, well done, Yvette, and well done, LJ. You're, you're a bigger man. It wasn't the plan, though, because you were a pace setter with Gerda, and you did a splendid job. Firstly, how was that role for you? Yes, yeah, so we were pacemakers um, supposedly until 30. Well, for um, me, well, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was quite um, interesting to be a pacemaker at such um event that you're really just going for the record. So that was the main purpose. So, uh, me and Hara knew the duties that we had to do, so I was on the pace that was on world record, and um, it just seemed like from the beginning the girls wasn't really up to it um, to run the pace. So Hara just had to like get the girls the whole time to get to the record pace, and then they will be with me, and then they drop off again. So it was a hustle and tussle the whole time, but. It was interesting. Me and Hara had some good chats while we were running um, yesterday. So we had real fun doing the pacemaking duties. And um, yeah, at 28 k's, I told her, I'm feeling so good. I think I want to continue running until 35 at least. And I asked her when she's going to stop. And she said, no, she's going to stop at 30. And um, yeah, and then she said, I must enjoy the rest of my 5k run when she pulled off. And at 34, I was still feeling so good. And, yeah, I just didn't feel like stopping yet. It was one of those days that you just feel like running forever. So I saw at 34, I saw Nick. Um, and that was just like, I was so hesitant. What should I do? And I just stood up and I stared right into his face. And then I throwed him a signal. And I said, go, <laughs> stop. And then as I got closer to him, um, I said I was still feeling good and so he said, then you go. Now you can go. So then I was like, okay, then I go. And the coach <laughs> says I can go, why not? So, yeah, and it just continued being such a nice run. Mm. Never in the run I felt like I was tiring. It was just a great run yesterday that, yeah, you get so few of them. I think the days that you get them, you must not use them. Yes, I was about to ask, I mean, how do you, is it just a feeling when you know that you're running well here and you can maintain this for the next uh, 15 kilometers because you were going to do 35, but you felt you could go on? Yeah, it was just a feeling I knew um, it's not that I at all getting tired. So I knew I could finish the race 
And I knew the record, we were still on record pace. It's just how far can I get now under the record because now I'm only starting to really think about it um, for myself now. And at Marathon, when we crossed Marathon, the Marathon mark and I checked the time, then I knew, okay, it's on. I can really go under it quite well. So then I just tried to maintain the pace as comfortable as I could because that was also the main thing in my head. If I can just stay comfortable that I don't really over-exceed, I can still, like... Well, mm. if she comes from behind, maybe, um, because that was also now it's a race. So now mm. I'm not pacing anyone. So now I'm racing the race. So I knew she was quite close behind me the second place. So I knew I just had to maintain the pace. And if she comes closer, I can have another gear to go. So that was basically the whole time on my mind, just not to burn the stick too much and just have another gear if she maybe comes up because she did um, close the gap quite often in the race while we were pacemakers, so I knew she could close up quite fast. So, yes. But, yeah, everything worked out good. <laughs> I was about to say, she started a bit slow, Lillian, she took it easy, and then in the middle of nowhere, you could see that she was catching up with you guys, and she looked like she was quite strong. Was it somebody that maybe you would have identified before the race, that if you had to stop after you'd set the pace, that she could go on and win it? Um, I didn't actually look at the lineup before mm. we ran, because we were pacemakers, so you're not racing mm. then, so... I was, I didn't look at the field really. I was just doing the, doing actual, my job that I should do. And then my job turned a bit interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you mentioned about setting the pace earlier. You felt you, 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 well, the other girls were being left behind. Did you feel you were going too fast at times or was it important for them to catch up with you so that you can keep up with this world record pace? I think it was important that they knew what we were there for because that, what the whole, um, event was about yesterday. It was about breaking records. It's just not, it's not enough. It's breaking the records, what it was about. So I wanted them to know that it's a pace that they should be running. So I don't want to, so I, a few times I dropped a bit back, but I went the whole time back to the time we should run. So yeah, that was the, my, I just feel if, Somebody asks you to do something, you mm. must stick to it. You can't go and do a lesser job than you should. So that was the main thing, that the girls knew that was the pace that the target is for. And what were you and Harada talking about? Because you were laughing, you had a great time <laughs> there chatting to each other. It seemed like a walk in the park. Yeah, I really can't recall what <laughs> everything you talked about because it was just one of those days, what popped in your head you talked about and... Yeah, we talked a few times about the pace and both of our watches that are just in sync that we just know what paces we should be on. And um, so what happened is my we wrote the times that we should go through at special markers. Um, so we wrote that on our arms, but I was wearing arm sleeves. So um, when my arm sleeves came off, I sweated it off. So I didn't know anymore what the time. So I had to ask a few times for Gerda, okay, are we good? Because it's one thing running per K and seeing that you're on record, but it's just good to know at your, if you're at 5K, 10K, is it so good and so forth. So, yeah, I was a bit relying on Gerda for that. But like I said, we just had a really good time running together. And, yeah, it was just fun yesterday, I must say. It was one of... Those days, I think that you don't get often that you can experience in your running career. 
Yes, no, for sure. I can imagine. And it looked like you were having lots of fun there, Yvette. Now, what would have happened if Nick Bester gave you the thumbs down and said, get out of here, Yvette? (laughs) No, I I would have stopped. Yeah, it's important to me to listen to him because he knows what's best. So, um, yeah, if he told me to stop, although I was feeling good, um, yeah, I would have stopped. So, but... Um, beforehand, we uh, they said in the press conference as well, um, the pacemakers isn't obliged to stop. So we okay. can continue if we want, but it wasn't a definite if we could really go on. So when Nick said, I can go on, so I saw it as, uh, okay, I can do this. And it's just a confidence that he knows I can mm-hmm. do it as well. So I think that was maybe the turning point from pacer to racer. But um, I'm calling Gerda now actually my good luck charm because it was at Siena <laughs> also what I struggled so long for to run a sit to city. And the one race I ran a marathon with her, I ran a PB like for three minutes. And now the race that we were both faces at, it just turned out that it just worked out so good for me. So I'm like, I'm putting you on my suitcase everywhere I go- I'm going. <laughs> And I got to tell you, she was so happy. She was surprised that you went on because she told the same story in commentary that you said you'll go on until 35. And then when she got to commentary, she was like, I'm sure we're past the 35 kilometer mark now. <laughs> and she's still going. But she was so happy because she said that if you felt good on the day, um, and then, then, then you're right to continue. And she knew that if you felt good, you would go and break that world record and well done on breaking that world record again, Yvette. So what did the coach have to say after the race now? Because he was the first one there. I saw Kelly also was there from, from the sponsors. What did Nick say to you? No, he was very happy. He said I had a good race. So if coach is happy, I'm happy. <laughs> well, of course I was happy, but if he's happy as well, it makes it so much sweeter. So yeah, he's very happy. And it's amazing how much how much time um, how much a difference time makes because you had injuries, you were on the verge of quitting the other year, and now you've qualified for the Olympics in Siena. Now you've broken a 50 kilometer record. I mean, that's that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's actually to tomorrow will be uh, my one year anniversary of what I got a really bad knee operation. Yeah. Well, a very good operation that's still now working. 25th May. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow it's uh, my anniversary. Then last year, it was last year when I got, uh, I didn't have a choice. I had to operate on my knee and it was a chondroplasty that they basically try and save cartilage in your knee. So it was really sore and I didn't at the time when I opted for the operation knew what I was getting into. Mm. It was a six month rehab process getting back to running again. So, um, yeah, when I got out of theater that 21st of May, I thought I'm never going to run in my life again. That's the type of pain I was in. It was just torture for six weeks and yeah, but looking at what happened yesterday and even in Siena six weeks ago, um, yeah, if you told me last year this time I'm going to do it, I wouldn't have believed it. But um, if you just believe and you have this certain goal for yourself, I think anything is possible. If you just have patience and work through all the difficult times, I think victory or any, you don't need to break the tape first. But if you're just achieving your own goals, I think it's so amazing that it's a story to tell that hopefully um, – motivates other people that's going maybe through 
some bad injury or something and doesn't feel that they're going out, especially this time in COVID. There's so much bad going on. Mm. I think a little bit of hope gone. I think everyone needs a little bit of hope. Uh, definitely. Well said, David. Finally, how, much, how long do you rest for now? What's next for you now? <laughs> so now I rest a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure what's next, but definitely focusing on the Olympics. That's the main goal. So just going to build up training now again. But um, for Nick, his rest is very important. He says it's uh, more recovery is more important than hard training. So get the body recovered fully. Although I'm feeling still good, it's re- very important to get the body 100% again. And just when we start training again, that everything is 100 and doesn't feel like I'm still tired so um, yeah it's just from resting a bit now and then building it up slowly we have enough time towards the Olympics to get fit again because I am fit so I just need to get a little bit faster that um, I can be ready for any kind of race that can may pop up uh, <laughs> at the Olympics <laughs> <laughs> at the Olympics of course well Yvette we wish you all the best thank you for speaking to us we really appreciate it and we were watching you it was good for the race to be seen on SABC also so that we could all watch you and we look forward to what you can do for the rest of the year especially at the Olympics thank you very much I appreciate it okay thanks Yvette all the best